What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If you're trying to get a different result, there'll be a lot of conspiracies pumped up by whatever the ninjas report, but none of it is accurate and none of it is factual. This, to, this exercise, whatever you call it, you can call it anything except an audit. Welcome to The Gaggle, an Arizona politics podcast. I'm Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen, also a national reporter for the Republic. In today's episode, we're talking to Benny White, a prominent Pima County Republican data analyst, and Larry Moore, the founder of Clear Ballot. Clear Ballot is one of the largest vote tabulation companies in the nation. Its machines are certified to run elections in multiple states. White and Moore are working on their own and not on behalf of Clear Ballot. According to the company, it's conducted nearly 200 election audits, including for four states after the 2020 general election. Over the summer, White and Moore offered their expertise multiple times to the Arizona State Senate's review of Maricopa County's ballots. Senate President Karen Fan rejected their offer. Through public records requests, White and Moore have analyzed voting patterns with the available data. With the ballot review reports on the horizon, White and Moore are giving us a sense of what they'll be on the lookout for. We should note the Arizona Republic has made a public records request that mirrors information sought by White and Moore. We anticipate their assistance in interpreting that information if and when it becomes available. Our news team will be covering that on azcentral.com. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on The Gaggle. Can you introduce yourselves to our listeners and give us a sense of the work that each of you have done in the election world? Benny, let's go ahead and start with you. Hi, I'm uh, Benny White. I'm a Republican, have been for most of my life. I live in Pima County, but I've been deeply involved in looking at what's going on in Maricopa County. I'm a data analyst for the Arizona Republican Party, been doing that for about 14 years, and I've been involved in every election uh, campaign, everything in Arizona for about 25 years. So uh, I'm well-versed in election laws, uh, procedures, and election administration. And Larry, what's your background with elections? Yeah, so I've spent my whole career in high tech. Uh, I'm retired now. I guess I'm what you'd call a serial entrepreneur. And back in 2008, I found myself at a crossroads. I wanted to do something consequential while still using my technical background. And someone said, why don't you take a look at elections? There's a lot to be done there. And so I did. And uh, the more I looked at it, the more I found that um, there was a potential for a company there. And I'd started several others and wound up starting a company called Clear Ballot and met Benny back in the early part of 2009. And we've stayed in touch ever since. Uh, Clear Ballot went on to become the first voting system and audit system to be federally certified as a brand new system in more than 15 years. And it is going strong today. So you two have sort of been working on the periphery of the Maricopa County Ballot Review for the past six months, full time with no pay. Why is that? Because we're idiots. 
<laughs> Benny. No, it, it's important. I look at, uh, I've actually been involved since last November uh, when Ken Bennett called me and asked me uh, what I thought about the election results. I told him at that time uh, that I had a, a voter for every ballot. Uh, I, I didn't understand these uh, myths about 40,000 extra ballots coming in. There was no way to do that. So I, I started at that point and um, I view this whole exercise as really destructive and dangerous for our society. Our elections uh, have laws and rules that apply that you can contest an election, but we can't be bringing up all these kinds of myths and conspiracies six months or a year after an election is final. Uh, that just that'll tear our society apart. Larry, why did you get involved? And for me, um, you know, Benny and I belong to different parties. Uh, I actually worked on the Obama campaign back in, uh, in the first administration, uh, but not not for the government. Um, we both have a love for the country, and we're both, as Benny said, deeply disturbed um, by the assault on not only election administration, but on the fabric of our democracy, which is the vote. Um, and we're fortunate both of us and our colleague, Tim Halverson, are fortunate to have the experience and the skills to make a genuine, what we hope is a genuine contribution to this, to this effort. And when Benny called me up and said, I got this cool file that, um, which I knew about, they call the cast boat record. He said, you want to have some fun? And I said, no way are you keeping me out of this. So for most people, it seems like this ballot review is really the first time we've gone deep in the weeds of election administration and and sort of going over the ins and outs of auditing elections. We had never heard of the Cyber Ninjas before. Uh, that's the Florida company handling the ballot review for the Arizona Senate. Did you know them and, and what was your initial reaction to their selection? <laughs> hey, I had never heard of them. Uh, and I thought I knew everybody that had um, purported to do credible work in, in auditing. Uh, the company I started has now over 200 election audits under its belt. And um, I'm here to tell you that the voting systems that are certified federally are accurate and solid and secure. The, to call what's happening in Maricopa County, anything like an election audit or a recount is a misnomer. Right. It is, it is an organized disinformation campaign. That's its only objective. And we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Um, but first, Benny, what was your response to the selection of Cyber Ninjas? Had you heard of them before? No, I had not. And when uh, Ken Bennett initiated discussion with me back in November and then earlier this year, uh, I told him that for what they were trying to do to verify the election results and find problems, they needed to do a ballot image analysis. And there was only one company in the United States that could do that, and that was Clear Ballot. And uh, that apparently was disregarded or discounted by the people that made the decision, whoever those people were. Well, I had a little more, uh, I had a, a more recent conversation than that, Benny, with Ken. He called me up. Uh, it turns out uh, Benny and I met for the very first time the same day I met Ken Bennett in Tucson back in 2009. And we thought stayed in huge contact, but uh, he had my cell number and he called me up and he said, is Clear Ballot going to um, bid on this? And I said, 
I didn't even know there was a bid. And I put Ken and um, uh, Corey Langhofer in touch with the folks at Clear Ballot. Uh, Corey asked that we do, that Clear Ballot do a proposal right away, which it did. And, um, and then nothing. Just so folks know, Corey Langhofer is the attorney who is representing the Republican-controlled Arizona State Senate in all of this. Okay, so if you hadn't heard of Cyber Ninjas back in the spring when the Senate decided to go with them, uh, you certainly have become familiar with their work over the last few months. How have your impressions of them evolved over uh, the, the past few months? They're incompetent. I would use the same word. They are incompetent. And why is that? Well, first of all, um, they purport to do an audit. And let me expand on what Benny said earlier. Um, and I'm going to try to stay above the weeds. Uh, an audit should be thought of as a comparison by two, of two independently produced results. For example, the count of ballots for Donald Trump in precinct 10 on election day. That would be one result. And the voting system and the, and the uh, count should be able to produce an identical comparison. Now the problem was, is that the ninjas counted by box, by storage box. The election system does not produce any results by storage box. So there is nothing for them to compare to. We, however, built a Rosetta Stone, as we call it, that produces the, that, that transforms the official results into results by box so we can audit the ninjas. When I, when I looked at the Lazy Susan configuration of that audit floor, and the fact that those ballots were spinning in front of people with less than one second for them to count the ballots, count the votes for two different races and five different candidates on those races, I said, there is no way this is going to be accurate. There were other issues that we've all seen and we've all written about pretty extensively from the UV lights to bamboo uh, fibers to claims of tens of thousands of votes that were um, injected or um, missing. What other concerns do you have about the ballot review? They don't. They don't know how to use the data. They don't know what it means. When they made a claim on July fifteenth that there were seventy four thousand ballots uh, that were counted, but there were no voters associated with them, that told me they don't know how to read the the basic records. They don't know how to read the voter registration files. They don't know the difference between inactive voters and active voters. There's just so much about elections and election law that they don't understand. And because of the interface that they've lost between them and the county election officials, they don't seem to be able to gather any expertise to fill in the gaps. Yeah, I've got a similar set of concerns, but they go in a little different direction. So the, the concern that I've got right now is that an audit will reveal whether or not they counted the right ballot boxes. 
Uh, little fun fact, there were 1,691 boxes delivered by the county to the Senate, but there are only 1,634 ballot boxes that have ballots that should be counted. Now, in the 15th of July, uh, Doug Logan put up a, uh, a slide that showed how concerned he was that they were uncertain about which boxes to count. And if you're not counting the right boxes, you're not going to get good results. And the Secretary of State followed that up in her report that instead of counting the, the ballots that had been duplicated and included in the official results, they counted the original ballots. That's just stupid. You referred to uh, Doug Logan. He is the CEO of Cyber Ninjas. Um, and your comments really beg the question, how do you think that a company that is missing so much of the expertise that, that you've referred to, how is it that they ended up with this contract, do you think? I think you need to look at who's making the decisions. Yeah. And I think the people that are making the decisions are those that have donated the money. It's not Karen Fan who only paid $150,000 to fund this seven or $8 million enterprise. Uh, uh, she has exercised almost no oversight over anything. She's not given any direction to these people as to how this Senate so-called investigation should be conducted. Uh, the, the cyber ninjas are not even doing what they said they were gonna do in their statement of work. So uh, somebody else is calling the shots. We've heard a lot of criticism about this ballot review. Do either of you see any benefit at all to this exercise that they've undertaken? Not if you're concerned about election integrity. If you're trying to get a different result, there'll be a lot of conspiracies pumped up by whatever the ninjas report, but none of it is accurate and none of it is factual. And so it's it's terrible thing for us to have to endure as a country. Yeah, I come at this, I, I don't disagree with a single word Benny said, but I come at this with a little more hope than we may otherwise be thinking. This, to, this exercise, whatever you call it, you can call it anything except an audit. Um, and most of the correct term should be derogatory. But it, this, is, this exercise has been a giant wake-up call to America's election administration and it's and the technical aspects of its voting systems. And the way I think about it is that um, the concern, of the, the thrust of federal certification, for example, which I went through painfully, has been focused on the accuracy of a voting system uh, and its security. We need to think about building trust. And one of the things that um, we did in Clear Ballot was to produce a visualization uh, that connects any result, like the votes for Donald Trump in Precinct 10 on Election Day, immediately to the set of images that created that, that tiny little result and linked to the physical ballots so they could be found quickly. What the ninjas have done have destroyed that quote-unquote chain of custody that the result can be still mapped to the image, but the images are not available under... Uh, current law, and but they've destroyed the ability to connect back to the physical ballots. So um, there's a lot of lessons learned for 
election administration and for the design and certification of voting systems that this episode has exposed. One of, one of the things I hope that the public, the lawyers, the judges, the courts, the legislators get out of all of this is that there were adequate public records available on November 4th and after the canvas was completed a couple of weeks later for all of this to be resolved conclusively. We never needed to open a single box. We never needed to touch a single ballot. There were public records available to do all of this without this circus uh, that we've seen and, and the defrauding of the courts and the public that is Senator Fan and others have engaged in. Um, Larry, you have worked in other states and are familiar with what other jurisdictions are doing in terms of their election administration. Uh, have you reached an opinion as to how you think Maricopa County's election administration systems are working? Is it up to what you would expect, uh, especially for a county of its size? Uh, do they have room to make improvements? Uh, is this the gold standard? That's a good question. Um, I have found, and I think Benny would echo this, that Maricopa has done really a fabulous job in um, uh, starting with one of the most difficult things face, facing a large county. Uh, and this is going to be a little wonky, but it's maintaining ballot control from the time the ballot arrives until it is counted and stored away in archive. Their, their records, um, while there's some improvements that we would like to see and will and we'll recommend to the county, their records allowed us to reconstruct the votes and ballot counts by storage box and allow us to do this audit that we are now seeking. So I think Maricopa being the second biggest county and twice as big as the biggest county that um, I've ever worked with uh, is um, really a testament to the professionals um, working in that department. You know, I, I echo that Maricopa County is huge and it has a lot of resources available that other smaller counties in Arizona don't have. But one of the areas that we had trouble with all along through our analysis was their dependence upon handwritten records. Right. I would yeah. like to see them automate that and put it into a machine readable and retrievable format so that we don't have transposition errors and problems reading what somebody wrote down. Uh, that that induces a lot of errors that are not necessary. The state Senate has resisted full transparency throughout this entire ballot review. The state Supreme Court could order the release of thousands of pages of additional documents that is tied to this effort. What doesn't the public currently know that it should know, in your opinions, to fully understand this process? The counts. The counts have been completed for months, yeah. and we don't, still don't have the counts. So we don't have any idea whether they're anywhere close to being accurate. And you're talking about the counts, uh, the, the separate counts of the actual ballots that the Senate has refused to release, correct? And the votes, and the votes on yeah. those ballots. Right. Uh, think, of, think of the problem, um, but with their 1,634 ballot storage boxes, the counts of ballots 
and the vote counts in those individual boxes are what Benny is talking about. And for people at home, why are those counts so crucial? Because they show the results of the election. That's what's an issue here. Was the election results correct or not? We say they are. And and furthermore, um, the, it's not just the grand total that needs to match. Um, we will be auditing thousands of points of comparison. In fact, six for each box. The ballot count, the vote count on three presidential candidates, and the vote count on two Senate candidates. And we will be able to compare, that's about 9,000 points of comparison. We will be able to compare the, the um, Maricopa's counts against the Ninja's counts and almost instantly find boxes that have large discrepancies. Uh, and what will that, what will that then lead to uh, if you have a sense of, of how much cleanup work, how much uh, detailed after action will there be in all of this in terms of trying to understand the, the nature of these discrepancies or uh, you know, highlighting uh, what problems this may present in terms of the validity of their overall analysis? Well, as I said, th th we're looking at three things. One is did they count the right number, the, the right boxes? The second thing is, do the, do the two audits, or, uh, counts that they did, they did a hand count and a machine count. We're going to find out if those match. And then we're going to compare both of those to the official results. And then the third thing we'll be able to do, uh, harking back to what Benny said earlier on the fact that they had one second to look at this. Was there any bias in the selection of a, of a vote in sub-second time? And we will be able to determine that. You know, we're, we're trying to impact what's going on in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan, all these other states that are contemplating going down this same rabbit hole. We're trying to tell them, don't go down the rabbit hole. Uh, do, do an audit, but put some real rules on the National Association of Secretaries of State have put out a very thorough and very complete set of guidelines for doing election audits. And those should be followed. They're produced by people who know how to do audits. So follow those and don't engage in these circus acts. Yeah, we're not saying we want to use our techniques to improve these so-called forensic audits. We think they should go away, but f following an election, the lessons learned here and by the Secretary of State's document uh, can inform a new round of audits following the next set of elections. So we kind of touched on this uh, earlier, but let's expound on this more broadly. When this whole thing is sort of said and done, um, what do you think this is going to do to the public's trust in election processes and administration? My personal opinion is it's going to be damaged to a certain extent. There's probably 20, 25 percent of the electorate out there that are uh, believe every word that conspiracy theorists put out on social media. Uh, they, they talk to each other all the time. They share their views with each other. 
I don't think we're ever going to be able to bring those uh, voters into a realization and acceptance of the fact that Donald Trump lost because people that voted for Republican candidates down ballot refused to vote for Donald Trump. And a large percentage of those voters voted for Joe Biden. Uh, I, I talk to Republicans all the time, and they just simply refuse to accept that. And I think, I think the audit, as we're, as we're contemplating it, are going to be persuasive in different ways to two groups of people that, that will be important. And the first is, um, ripping off what Benny said, it's going to strengthen the resolve and amplify the voices of those Republican-supported voters that, as Benny said, voted heavily Republican down ballot, but did not vote for Donald Trump. And the second group are adjacent to them, and it will help convince those voters whose minds are open to factual evidence that the election was in fact free and fair and not rigged. And I think that um, that will be exciting for the for the Republican Party, even though I'm not a Republican. Going back to that notion about why Trump lost Arizona, it seems pretty basic and pretty politics 101 to us. It's due to trends that we had been talking about for um, a couple of years, um, his tweets, his personal characteristics, political scientists, political consultants, some within his own campaign were warning for many, many months um, that he was in danger of losing Arizona, Maricopa County, um, because of an erosion of support among moderate Republicans, among independent voters, among people within the suburbs. Does that seem to be your takeaway as well? Those are questions that are generally uh, considered by political scientists, which I am not. But what we have done, which was unique, is that we have quantified that disaffection of voters. We can tell you exactly how many voters in every precinct were of, of that mind. Uh, now, if you want to talk about what their income level was or what kind of cars they drive or whatever else, that's a political science issue. We deal with the numbers of how many people, what percentage of the vote uh, was that. And in many areas, it was 5% of the vote uh, were from disaffected voters. You can't win an election that's that close if you have 5% of the voters going a different direction. And when you talk about disaffected voters, what does that mean specifically? Well, we define that as voters that voted for a majority of the down-ballot Republican candidates on the ballot. In Maricopa County, there were 15 offices available. If eight or more Republican candidates were voted for, that was a disaffected voter. In Pima County, it was 13 offices, and so we set that level at seven. There's a lot more people below those numbers, but that's at least half of the candidates voted for were Republicans, but not Donald Trump. If we could ask you to step back and, and sort of assess the really big picture in all this, um, Benny, you're a Republican and, and Larry, you're a Democrat. How do you see this ballot review playing in each of the political parties uh, ahead of the 2022 midterm elections? Will this 
energize people in one party or both? Does it turn them off in any significant way? Do we know? I'm uh, engaged in Republican politics right now with candidates that are running for office in 2022. It is a major concern for those candidates and those campaigns. Uh, we are concerned that the electorate out there, which is about a third nonpartisan, a third Democrat, third Republican, are going to look at the Republican Party and their candidates as not being serious. Uh, and, and that is damaging to any campaign. If you're running for elected office, people have to trust you. And right now, I think that trust level for the Republican Party is is damaged. And my view on this is the when you hear people who are spreading disinformation with a straight face, um, really the only way back from that is with hard facts. They're not they're not sufficient, but they're necessary. And that's been the effort of our of the three of us for the last six months. Um, without hard facts, there is there is always an explanation that counters some narrative. But it is going to be very difficult as we begin our audit for someone to to sit there and observe one box being proven after another as we predicted, and we will publish our counts before the audit takes place. So we will be predicting the outcome of every single box prior to the beginning of the audit. Yeah, that's, that's why we think that this comparison of our results versus the NINJA and Senate results is so important, because if we don't have that, the Senate audit folks uh, can say whatever they want, and there's no way to counter it. The public will believe it. Uh, so that's why we're fighting so hard to get those counts through the public records request and why we appreciate that the Republic now has come on board with the same request. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk with us and share your expertise. If people want to connect with you, find out more about your work, where can they go? The best place is our website. It's real-audits.org. We put a lot of effort into our, our work. We post it there. We keep it updated frequently. And uh, all the media coverage and all the documents that we have are, are there as well for people to look at. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's it for today, Gaggle listeners. While we still have you, please don't forget to rate and review our show and share it with a friend. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Yvonne Winget. And I'm at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. Today's episode was edited and produced by Maritza Dominguez. Thanks so much for listening to The Gaggle, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. Also be sure to check out Valley 101, an Arizona Republic and azcentral.com podcast that answers all of your questions about the Valley. From silly to serious, you ask the questions and we find the answers. For The Gaggle, I'm Yvonne Winget Sanchez. We'll see you next week.